Hello, folks. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dePietro.com. This portion of our program, folks, this portion on this sunny but cold Friday, and it is. And it's brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. What are you doing for lunch right now? A great meal is waiting for you. A feast, if you would, at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. All right, let's go to some of the news. Especially, I like that Dedham Library story. Um, The Dedham uh, Library story. I'm seeing that, I guess, Jesse Waters or Fox is also now doing this. Uh, Christmas tree ban at Dedham Library leads to uh, people fighting back and forth. Library has nixed the Christmas tree. Town's supposed to be inclusive. Let's see. Um, The Dedham Library moved their Christmas tree because two librarians complained it marginalized them, endangered their lives, and made them uncomfortable. It's very odd. Why, who would feel that way about the tree at the Dedham Public Library? I want to find, let me just find the Channel 7 story. Oh, Channel 5 story on it, excuse me. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I didn't know that. Somebody deleted a story that someone called, there it is, Library Controversy Leaves Christmas Trees Out of Holiday Decorations. See, I love stories like, but then the people that are behind it. Okay, here we go. Uproar here. Oh, here we go. Um, The people that they complain, and then when something's done about it, they then backtrack and try to pretend that they actually weren't complaining about it. So have you heard about this story? Here we go. Long-standing tradition is now changing. A wreath hangs on the front door at the Endicott branch of the Dedham Public Library. Inside, Christmas decorations at the front desk and on shelves. Screensavers show menorahs and presents. This holiday season, what you won't see here is the Christmas tree. I was very sad when I heard the news. The library's branch manager posting her disappointment on Facebook. In it, she says she was told not to put up the tree this year because it made people uncomfortable last year. She wouldn't speak with us on camera, but people who use the library did. Well, we come to this library like two, three times a week and um, especially for the kids' books, and we like it. We like the Christmas decorations, we like uh, the holiday decorations. I think it's uh, nice. Here's one of several Christmas trees we found inside Dedham Town Hall. There's also a Christmas tree in the community garden just a few feet away from the library. It's Christmas. We're supposed to be happy and jolly. Some worry taking away the library's Christmas tree is more about being exclusive rather than inclusive. It's just scary, and I... I worry that it's precedent setting that this will start to make other public buildings not display traditional holiday decorations. Now, we did reach out to several members of the town government, the town manager, the library director. We're still waiting to hear back. We can tell you that next week, next Tuesday, the Library Board of Trustees has scheduled a meeting. We're live here in Dedham, Sharman Scotty, WCVB News Center. You know, I like when, like, the woke crowd is called out. Now, uh, right now it's 110, on this Friday. The spokesperson for Governor McKee says the administration is making progress, finding shelter for homeless people. Our number one priority is to help those camping get a warm shelter off the streets. Past several days have been able to provide safe shelter for many of them. In couples, based on significant outreach done at various times during the day of the last 48 hours, we estimated 17 adults outside the state house, less than 10 remain. We will continue to work to connect them with safe shelter. So they're saying there were 17, now there's 10. There's more than 10 tents up. 
there there's definitely more than ten tenths up. Um they um you know as as I've been saying folks I, I but they they don't they don't want to go into they don't want to go into a shelter right now the governor yeah there are people demanding hotel rooms that's what i've been saying the nilo changed everything the the nilo putting them up at the Nilo was a game changer because then that's that's the new barometer, right? That's the, the that's the new bar. The bar has now been set high, so it's it's no longer. And some of the people that are holding out, they're holding out because they want a hotel room. Like I said, it was it was last year. I interviewed one of the the people at Nilo and he told me it was he was he wished the the winter had never ended. He wished that um he he loved it. Said it was the nicest place and even when then when I said to him, wouldn't, "Wouldn't you want your own place?" Maybe? No. Maybe you have your own place to Nah, I don't like the confines of a job. I don't like have to kind of be tied down on a job. So this business of, as far as I'm concerned, the role of Rhode Islanders, you own the property. Well, actually, they don't pay taxes. But the story is um, trending on Twitter. Now, I want to play the sound. Let's hear the sound from, it's very significant about Kristen Cinema becoming leaving the Democrat Party and declaring she's now independent because now she's not going to um, caucus with them. Her quote is, "I'm going to be the same person. That's I'm going to show. I'm going to do my best for Arizona." But they were going to primary someone against her. They were going to primary someone against her. They were trying to do a power move. This puts Joe Manchin back into the power position. Someone had said to me, now, Manchin need, why does Manchin need to become a Republican? He's elected and basically, you know, works with the Republicans a lot. So I don't believe he's going to, um, I don't believe he's going to. I don't think he's going to do that. Um, this is the Arizona Senate has announced she's leaving and going to be a political independent. Let me just hear the GMA sound on this. Good morning, and this news is just coming in. A massive shakeup here on Capitol Hill. Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema has officially announced that she is leaving the Democratic Party, registering as an independent in the state of Arizona. She has been a major swing vote for Democrats, a key holdout on parts of President Biden's domestic agenda. And she announced this via tweet just moments ago, saying, I have joined the growing numbers of Arizonans who reject party politics by declaring my independence from the bro- Broken partisan system in Washington. I'm told that she did inform Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer just last night. The timing on this is notable. It comes just right after Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock won that critical runoff in Georgia, handing Democrats an outright majority in the Senate. Now, Cinema insists that nothing about her values or beliefs changes, that she'll continue to serve on committees, but she declined to say whether or not she will continue to caucus with Democrats. So even if the balance of power is not changing in the Senate, this could give Democrats a whole lot less breathing room that they were hoping for. And of course, she's up for re-election in 2024, Eva. I know, Jonathan. Well, that that is a little bit of a gift. Now, Paul Whelan's brother was on Good Morning America. 
and talking about the disappointment in Paul not also being returned. I know you and your family have been working tirelessly to free your brother Paul. I know you were hoping a deal would be made for him and Brittany Griner to come home. How is your family doing this morning? Well, we're we're back at work. Uh, The disappointment obviously was uh, tremendous yesterday or actually the day before. The White House was very gracious in giving us a little bit of trust and letting us know in advance that the uh, trade was going to happen and that Paul wasn't coming home. So we were able to process a lot of the grief and 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 disappointment privately, and uh, and now we're we're back to work. I mean, it's time to advocate again for Paul and to uh, to continue to continue to pressure the uh, White House and the uh, uh, U.S. government to do what can to get Russia to uh, release Paul. And your parents have been able to speak to Paul. How is he doing? How is he handling the news of Brittany Griner's release? I think, as you expect, uh, he is very disappointed that uh, he was left behind again. This is the second time that an American has has been released from Russia and that Paul didn't come home. Um, I I hope that he understands that, uh, you you know, there are other factors that caused it to happen. Um, But I think it must be very hard for his mental health uh, and to figure out how he can continue to survive day to day um, with that sort of uh, uh, disappointment. The White House says it's working to secure your brother's release, but that a deal for your brother was not possible yesterday. Your family, as you mentioned, spoke with President Biden. How do you feel about the administration's efforts to bring your brother home? Well, I think that they've done everything they can, and and, uh, sometimes you have to try multiple times before you get to the uh, goal that you set. Uh, They had made a substantial offer, according to Secretary Blinken, uh, in a statement he made last uh, August, and uh, they had hoped to bring Paul and uh, Brittany home, and uh, unfortunately it didn't work out that way. So uh, we at least know now that um, uh, Konstantin Yarshenko has gone back to Russia, Viktor Boot has gone back to Russia, and the U.S. has uh, exhausted a list of other concessions. And so we know what the Russians don't want right now. And so at least the U.S. government can start to find other things uh, to try to enable an exchange or to bring Paul home. Your brother's been held captive for almost four years. Do you have any news about what's being done to bring Paul home or what it would take to free him or even when that could happen? No, I mean, we trust the uh, U.S. government to, to take care of those steps. I, I think the, uh, the challenge really is um, it's not clear what the Russians want. Uh, they have always wanted from day one back in uh, uh, December 28th, 2018, to extort something from the U.S. government. Uh, but it has not been clear recently what they want any longer. Uh, and so the U.S. government is going to have to figure that out. Um, and we will continue to support Paul as long as, uh, as, long as we can, as long as uh, he's able to survive over there. You mentioned that the fact that there might be other factors at play. What do you think it is that's holding this up from making them able to make a deal to bring him home? Well, the Kremlin is fundamentally like a place uh, playground bully. Um, so if you hit them three times, they're going to hit you three times back. They yeah. like parity. And uh, they have labeled Paul as a spy. And so it may be that they're waiting until the U.S. government uh, or somewhere in the West, a Russian spy is captured and they will then attempt to do an exchange. So, uh, you know, it costs them almost nothing to keep Paul in a, in a Russian labor colony for as many years as it takes for uh, them to wait for that uh, eventuality. When you next have the chance to speak to your brother, what will you say to him? Welcome home, I hope. How has he been doing in the Russian penal colony? I know those can be very difficult places to be. It is hard. Uh, I think, you know, over the time he has started to uh, gain the trust of other uh, prisoners. There are other English speakers in the prison that he's in. Um, There are other non-ethnic Russians. Uh, So I think that he has found comrades of of sorts. Um, But, you know, it's not a great place to be. And with the sanctions from the war uh, impacting the food that they get in the prison and uh, the other conditions, their access to fresh fruits and vegetables has diminished. Uh, And since he was arrested, he's lost about 20 percent of his uh, his weight. So, Ah. you know, he's in a very different physical state than he was. Was, and I think we continue to worry about his physical state uh, uh, holding up and uh, also his mental health. Do you have hope that he'll be able to come home? Oh, you know, there's always a hope. I think uh, we're a little disappointed right now to, I guess, realize that the U.S. government isn't in a position where it knows what it's going to do next, other than to continue its uh, hard work, its efforts. But, uh, uh, you know, there's always hope. David, we you know, that's interesting. They're waiting. And that completely could be the case. I want to point out to people, though, you know, I, I on something like this, and I have followed this case from the beginning. I, I, I completely agree that you, you can't believe a lot of the propaganda that comes out of the Kremlin. Completely agreed. However, at the same token... It's, 
it's very conceivable that that he is a spy. I mean, come on, we we have intelligence people around the world um, to try to. And, and there's someone. I just want to pull it up. There's someone on social media, and I see a lot of stuff with people in that. They're not representing to people that his travel goings on. Someone said to me, I, I, I went to Russia. Does that make me a spy? Listen, we're not talking about one visit. I, I, I'm not. There's just a little bit more involved because someone also said, you know, he's being held on bogus charges. Well. Again, I want to see every American brought home, but I think it's somewhat irresponsible. Here's that guy. Uh, Brittany Griner and Marine Paul Whelan, both Americans, both convicted Russian court dubious charges. Well, I mean, her, she did have weed on her. She did. So this business of convicted, the penalty was made was definitely heavy-handed, but she did have weed on her. Now, as far as him, they accused him of being a spy. And by all accounts, there's a very good chance that he was. That doesn't mean I want to see him held, but nowhere, both serving multi-year sentences, Russian prison. Brittany hates America. Paul served America. Guess which one Biden traded a terrorist to free? You know, that, that that's not, you're, you're leaving out. I can't stand that guy, Benny Johnson. That, that, that's not, that's not the full part of the story. And I, like I said, I am no defender, hardly, of the Russians. But it's a pretty good chance someone's got to be a spy. But we don't have that. Uh, the CIA is... Um, pretty big operation. Once in a while, much like in in war or combat, somebody gets captured. Whoopi Goldberg promises to remind Americans every day he remains in Russia. I'd like to see him. What I don't understand is why President Trump didn't get him released. Now, now I know people saying, well, because he refused to swap anything. So, okay, that's that's fair. If that's what it is. Um, so it was either she was coming home or no one was coming home. But they were not going to give him up. It could be that they want someone else. It could be when we just don't know that. It could be that um, I'm open to that. There could be other demands and that we're just not going to cave to it. So I you really feel Terrible, not only for him, but for his family. Of course, it's horrible. But I, at the same time, the U.S. tried to secure two, two for two and two for one, and they objected. But President Trump was pretty tight with Putin, we thought. So... I don't... um. I don't understand why Pompeo and President Trump didn't bring him home. Him home. Maybe that. Um, maybe it was because the the ask was too much. It's very possible. Maybe they said we want that arms dealer released, and President Trump said no. Let me see this former pre- Newsmax. Uh, merchant of Swami. He weighed in on the former U.S. Marine being left in Russia. Oh, okay. So this is President Trump. I haven't seen this. What kind of deal is it to swap Brittany Griner, a basketball player who openly hates our country for the man knows merchant death? It's one of the biggest arm dealers in the world responsible. Why wasn't former Marine Paul Whelan included in this totally one-sided transaction? He would have been let out for the asking. What a stupid under... Yeah, but you, well, then why didn't you get him out? See, that's that's ridiculous. He was captured when you were in office. <laughs> I, 
and I, I completely agree with people that are saying this is ridiculous that they're trying to say that it was it's good for the LGBT community, blah, blah, because blah, of her. But I, I, come on. Wait, then you got to like, how is President Trump even saying that? He got captured while you were there. Why didn't you get him out? You and Pompeo. I think that's a fair question. He wasn't captured for being a Marine. He was captured because they accused him of being a spy. And based on everything we've heard, I played that CNN interview yesterday when it first happened. He probably was. And I want to be very clear about this, folks. I spoke to when, when you are working with our government and the CIA, they know the risk. Somehow, somebody screwed up. He got caught. It, um, I mean, it happened, but they, it's not, there is a difference between that and a private citizen. And I get that he is, um, I get that he, he served our country, but that, that's not why they were detaining him in the first place. They were detaining him because of his travels in and around Russia. So, yeah, it's... I, I have some more sound from... You have to go back to when this first happened. And... That's where, like, there a lot of media are skipping over. It, and I don't believe they should have released this Merchant of Death. Don't get me wrong. But, listen, she screwed up by having weed on her. You can't, you can't do that. However, she ended up in Russia with whatever element of cannabis she had. Hey, you know, somebody screwed up there. That, that... She totally did. But she's a private citizen and she was involved with that. There was some kind of a trip of some kind. I, I think, yeah, here we go. You know, people got upset when I, I played this audio. And I don't, I mean, the, the brother agreed to be on that. All right, I want to play, um, play a little bit of sound here, folks, on this Friday. Good afternoon. Again, hey, listen, I, I would like him released. No one hates Putin more than I do. But you can't, it's not out of the, the realm. Let me play this. This was a piece from January of 19. Who was president? This was New Year's Day in 2019. That's how long he's been over there. This is a, a report on CNN. He is a former Marine, retired Marine, I should say. And he works in corporate security for uh, auto parts manufacturers. So he's gone to Russia several times for personal reasons as well as for work. He was in Russia. He arrived on the 22nd to attend a wedding of a fellow Marine. The wedding was supposed to happen, as they say, on the 28th. He didn't show up. And that's when everyone became worried because that was so unlike him. When he travels, he usually stays in close contact with his family, especially his parents. And then they get the notification that he has been detained. They find that the reason for him being held by the Russians is absolutely preposterous. They are hoping that American officials will have a chance to actually talk to him. They had been gravely concerned because they thought perhaps he might have suffered some kind of tragedy. It is still extremely serious for them, but at least they know his whereabouts right now, Poppy. Hey, Martin Savage there in Novi, Michigan, where he is from. Again, this is a man who was born in Canada. The State Department uh, refers to him as an American citizen. And again, his family wants answers. Before we get to his brother, who will speak to us in just a moment in his first interview, let me go to Moscow. My colleague Matthew Chance is there. So, Matthew, walk us through what, uh, what the Russian Federation is saying at this point. 
well, probably they're not, they're not saying a great deal, it has to be said. They just made this very sort of uh, stiff announcement by the FSB, which is the main counter-espionage uh, agency here in Russia, uh, saying they'd arrested a U.S. citizen on the 28th of December in the Russian capital, Moscow. Uh, they said he was caught spying, uh, but no other detail was given about what exactly he was uh, said to have been doing when he was uh, detained. The Russian Foreign Ministry uh, also said they'd formally notified the U.S. authorities of the detention, which was confirmed by the State Department as well. But in terms of, of detail, very, very sparse information coming out about what this individual may or may not have been concerned with. Um, it does come uh, just a couple of weeks after uh, Maria Butina, who's a pro-gun lobbyist held in the United States, pleaded guilty to conspiracy there um, and faces six months in prison after U.S. Mm -hmm. prosecutors said that she tried to infiltrate uh, U.S. conservative groups like the NRA and the Republican Party to influence Americans. She did. Uh, there's some speculation that, that you know, in the future, uh, there could be some sort of trade-off between these two individuals. But, uh, uh, but beyond that, there's no, there's no relationship uh, between, um, between the Butina case and the, and the Paul Whelan case, as far as we're aware. Bobby. Okay, Matthew Chance, uh, I know you're asking for more answers. Please let us know if you get them. Thank you very much for that reporting. So, folks, again, I, um, I just want to point out, I, I think it's, first of all, it's a Canadian. And then... I don't know. I mean, is he a Marine? Uh, is he from Canada? Uh, a, a lot of times, like, people are just, oh, okay, they're holding a Marine. Well, possible. Maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're not holding <laughs> Maybe they're not holding a Marine. We, we don't fully know. And, by the, and I would not expect his family to know. As I told yesterday, as I mentioned yesterday on the show, folks, it's one thirty-two. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. I knew of someone, or know of someone, I should say, who they believed someone they went to school with was working for our government. They had a roommate. They lived in Washington supposedly worked for an insurance company and would travel quite a bit, wouldn't say a lot. And the roommate slowly started to kind of put together that it seemed a little unusual someone was working for an international insurance company and seemed fairly certain that this individual was in fact you know, highly recruited in working for the CIA. And when one time in a moment thinking they could joke around, said, so I'm just curious where you were or where you're going. Was it rainy? Was it sunny? Was it cold? Was that? And the, the individual who is rumored to have worked for the CIA said, like, why, why are you doing this? You realize, do you realize I have to report you now? Do you realize why? Why you? Why? What? What do they mean by that? They have to report. If anyone asks you questions about where you were, we want to know about it. So it became very clear with the roommates. Don't don't even ask me. Don't ask me anything about my job because if it keeps happening, number one, I have to report you anyway. And if it keeps happening, someone there could be a knock at the door. And I, I like this living arrangement. And, you know, if, if you keep this up, I'm going to probably have to find a new place. You know, they're going to make me find another place to live. But I do have to report it right now. Thanks a lot. So I told you, don't, you know, read between the lines. Don't ask me. It's like um, Michael Corleone and The Godfather. Okay, don't ask me about my business. All right, this one time you can ask me about my business. Michael, did you do it? No, no, I didn't do it. Uh, but but it's, it's along the lines of that. It's along the lines of that. I know that's not a perfect analogy. And, and most of the time, listen, the Russians lie. They're incompetent. They probably do want something. They're goons. They're thugs. But the more you hear about it, and that wasn't exactly the piece I was looking for, that interview yesterday that I played, that 
first happened when he first got grabbed. And they were going through the amount of travel over there. That that was um that was pretty telling. I thought it was pretty telling. And that's why we're we're not talking about oh, can you imagine that? Because he visited Russia? That that that's that's not why they grabbed him. That that's that's not why they grabbed him. And and on top of that, um you know, you, you look for any excuse of why are you entering the country. I can't even imagine. It must have been very difficult how paranoid you would be going into. And, and number one, extremely dangerous. You have to be very skilled. But pulling off espionage. In Russia, dealing with the likes of Putin and the Kremlin and whatever branch you're trying to do. We do have extraordinary intelligence over there, of which we have, you know, used to help Ukraine. But but I, I think it is my contention. I, I don't understand the, the way the people want to frame it. I get that. They want to frame it that Biden cut a terrible deal. I, I can't believe President Trump did that. Why did he, he? You were president when he got grabbed. He was over there for a while. I I don't think he and Pompeo should be saying anything right about now. I think that. Uh, I I think that. You know, there, there must have been some reason they didn't. Why didn't he? Why didn't he push Putin to release him? Why didn't Trump and Pompeo? He he was definitely there. They already had him, so he had been in custody over there for some time when they grabbed him, and and it wasn't a last minute a last minute thing. They. They were in office for quite some time. There must have been some reason they couldn't get him released. I I would think that they enjoyed a, at least we were led to believe, a good, good relationship with the Kremlin. Many people have said that Russia wouldn't have invaded Ukraine if President Trump was still in office. Um, I mean, that's under the guise of we'll never know the answer to that. I, I do I like no I don't like in oh here it is in any way is the no that's not the interview um yeah Pompeo was on it and and the what the sound I was playing yesterday this was January of nineteen he he was grabbed in eighteen <laughs> he was grabbed in eighteen as a matter of fact so. They had quite some time to try to get him, get him out of there. I I don't know why they couldn't get him out of there, but this was in January of nineteen, January second, as a matter of fact. I think they grabbed him in December. He he um. Let me just pull up. I want to make sure I'm right on this at 140. Someone sent me a thing. It's We've got to impeach Biden for not getting him out of there. Well, no, wait a minute. <laughs> if we've got to impeach anybody, I, I, first of all, I, I don't believe that's going to happen. But I, th- I think you got the wrong. I think you got the wrong individual here. When did, let me I just want to make sure I have the exact date. Of, of when he went over there. Um, wow. Now, he was detained on espionage charges in 2018. Found guilty in a closed trial. Okay. So, I want to just get back to the 
exact. Here we go. All right. Who is Paul Whelan, the ex-U.S. Marine jailed in Russia? Well, this was January 4th of 2019, this story. Oh, and then updated now. Okay. He was given a 16-year jail sentence, arrested in Moscow, suspicion of spying in 2018. Michigan native, uh, blah, blah, blah. He's a citizen of four countries, U.S., Canada, U.K., and Ireland, Irish Republic. He was born in Canada, moved to the U.S. as a child. A lot of people do that, move over the, the line. Military records show he joined the Marines in 1994, but six years after he had begun work as a police officer in Michigan. He started as an IT project manager for a company called Kelly Services in the early 2000s. But deployed with the Marines within a couple of years in the first two tours in Iraq in 2004-2006. It was while serving the Marines he made his first trip to Russia. A visit he detailed on a website which was shut down several years ago. Sharing pictures of the visit, he said he had a quite enjoyable time exploring the cities of Moscow, St. Petersburg. 2008, he had achieved the rank of staff sergeant, was discharged from the Marines for bad conduct. Pentagon, which released his records, say the charge related to larceny. CNN reports he was accused of stealing someone else's social security number and writing bad checks. His family was unaware of the events. He continued to work for Kelly Services, being promoted to senior manager of global security investigations in 2010. According to court documents, he was in charge of the company's campus security group. Managing, conducting investigations, as well as handling some purchasing. He left the company in 2016. Here we go. Moving to become director of global security for U.S.-based automotive component supplier. He was supposedly responsible for overseeing security at facilities in Michigan around the world. Now, it does not have any facilities in Russia. Since his first visit in 2006, he made a number of other trips to Russia. And developed an in-depth knowledge of the country. Due to his knowledge of Russia, he'd been asked to attend the wedding of a fellow former Marine in Moscow in December 2018. So his experience, having already been to the Kremlin, walked around Red Square. His friend felt he could assist a bunch of Americans who otherwise hadn't been to Moscow. On December 28th, he was arrested by Russia's state security agency, which claimed he'd been, quote, caught spying in Moscow. At the time, there was an uncorroborated report he had been caught receiving a digital storage device containing a list of intelligence officials. There's also speculation over other possible motives for the rest, including he was detained so could be exchanged for that Russian gun rights activist who was jailed in the U.S. in December 2018. Now, she was deported back to Russia in October 2019. The brother dismissed the allegation as nonsense. Um, I I don't know what to make, but but that's pretty interesting about the fact that he was caught receiving a digital storage device containing a list of intelligence officials. So, hey, listen, as I said, folks. And I think I've made the point. Someone's doing it. Someone's doing it. We we have some people. We have some Americans who are member, you know, who work for the CIA that are are working in other countries. Are are we to believe that what well, we don't? So now just based on the odds, certainly feasible that at some point somebody's gonna something's gonna happen, somebody's gonna screw up, you know, along the lines of a broken clock is right twice a day. Even a blind squirrel can catch a get a chestnut once in a while. So I, I don't understand why it would be outside the realm of possibility that we would not have someone potentially. And I get that it's the Kremlin and maybe it does have to do with the swap. But he has an interesting background, right? 
citizenship of four countries. Been going over there for quite some time. Done time in our military. Had been a Marine. Suddenly he's now working for this insurance company or something that doesn't. He's communicating. Seems to be communicating with a lot of people in Russia. It's possible. Um, notice they didn't. They didn't grab anybody else. There were other people. There's a Marine who's they have a wedding. How come they grabbed him? I, right? What about the guy getting married? Again, I'm, I'm not claiming to have all the answers here, but I always wonder when people then they they leave out various elements of the story. So people seeing that. Like, what is this? What happened? You know, leave no soldier behind. Well, you know, not so fast. That was, keep in mind, that was December 28 of 2018. Let's do the math. 2019? 2020? Who was president? President Trump and Pompeo. I'd be curious to hear. I'll bet it could be asked. Someone said to me, you should ask Trump. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not doing a lot of interviews these days. Uh, but I, I don't know what to make of him condemning that. He's condemning that. You had a shot. You and Pompeo. And I and I want to be very clear. I think it's a fair, I think, fair question from Mike Pompeo as well on the campaign trail. All right. Let's see if we can get a hold of our friend John Francis here, folks. Competition shooting supplies. Right now, it's 147 on this Cold Friday. We'll check in with our leader, Competition Shooting Supplies. Maybe you want to do some shopping either today or... Folks, there he is joining us right now on the line is the Defender of the Faith. Many people call it Christmas Headquarters. It's John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? Well, let's start off with this uh, beautiful, very nice, used Rugger Gunsight Scout that I'm looking at right now as we speak on your Facebook page. It's already gone. Come on. Wait a minute. I'm not surprised. Boy, what a beauty. That actually sold, uh, uh, I want to say, about two hours or so after I posted it. Wow. Well, actually, I'm seeing update. The Ruger is spoken for. Yeah. Hmm. They go that quick. But see, folks, that's why you have to check the Facebook page of Competition Shooting Supplies. So that's already spoken for. All right. Let's go. Next up. Just in a consignment, nice Beretta. Take us through it. Uh, the Berettas are already gone. Already gone. That needs to be updated. This is like an auction for crying out loud, John Francis. That is fantastic. I can see why, though. Wow. So that was sold on consignment. Yes. All right. Uh, I actually had two. Uh, I had two Berettas. Uh, they. Um, I'm surprised that he. Uh, to me, he kind of underpriced them. Mm. Uh, but that's what the gentleman wanted, and uh, so that's what we did. Yep. And uh, yeah, everything sold pretty quick. Um, so yeah, folks, if uh, folks have been listening, you got uh, you know guns that you're just sitting on and not doing yeah. anything with, and uh, you're looking to turn it into some liquid money. Yeah. Now is the time to do it. Boy, they are literally flying off the shelf in competition shooting supplies. Yeah, well, you know, people have been people have been pricing them right to move. Yeah. So. Okay, now let's go down the line. Uh, John Francis, folks, does have uh, ammo in. People can buy gift certificates. Or if you're listing right now and saying, you know what, I think I could part with these, whatever it is, handguns, rifles, what have you. Maybe you want some more money for Christmas presents. The place to do business is with John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. That's absolutely right, John. Uh, there's, there's no better gift for the gun enthusiast uh, than a gift certificate. It allows them to uh, spend it how they want. Yeah. They can buy whichever, put it towards a, a gun that they've had their eye on, or stock up on on shooting supplies. Uh, I've got plenty. I got a ton, plenty of nine millimeter ammo. We've got it by the fifty round box, uh, five hundred count cases, thousand count cases. I've got three eighty, uh, forty five auto, forty S and W. I've got a uh, twelve gauge target. Uh, I do have a limited amount of some 12-gauge hunting stuff, not much. Uh, I've got a ton of 22 rimfire target ammo now. 
uh, no worries about running out there. Plenty of uh, 5.56, 2.23, There are some other calibers we're still trying to get, but a lot of the basic stuff uh, we have and plenty of it. Folks, it's John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. John Francis, what are your hours for today and also for tomorrow? So today we're here until 6, and tomorrow we're open uh, 9 to 4. Any thoughts on the situation in Ukraine? The Ukraine military continue to shock the Russians by fighting back. Um, I, I, I haven't heard much lately. My source there is... Uh, uh been given a leave of uh leave from the front line oh wow uh, you know he need, he need him and his him and his boys needed a break yeah and so uh they've got the next week off oh boy <laughs> good for them so uh, uh i'll get i hopefully i'll get an update uh when he gets back out on the front line in a week or so all right folks he's john francis john francis great job as always we'll talk to you again all right thanks Folks, there it is. John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's 152. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to mention that is a, a positive development with the, the senator from Arizona. Her not being, not that she was an automatic Democrat vote. Um, that's an interesting play if they could actually convince... If they could convince Manchin, <laughs> if they could convince him to become a Republican, that, that, as they say, more than one way to skin a cat. That's interesting. I want to remind people, though, the Senate race in Arizona did not have the best candidate. The Senate race in Pennsylvania, that was a winnable Republican race with Dave McCormick. He lost to Oz. And Herschel Walker scared a lot of people out of the race. Those are three Senate seats. The, the, the Republicans should be comfortably in charge in the Senate. Comfortably in charge. Um, that was a very winnable race. So lots of, uh, lots of changes right now. But that, her breaking off... And then if they, so that, that cuts the margin by one vote. If Manchin switched, hmm, it would definitely balance things off. I, I think we are now, because of everything going on, I believe we are going to see. Um, President Biden, I believe, is going to announce he's running. Why, why wouldn't he? He's, he's finishing very successful. The negative articles on President Trump are just piling up. Uh, but but Biden, with the right candidate, is very beatable. I'm also hearing more people saying, go easy. I know, I can't believe, by the way, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Take a break from shopping, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, football this weekend. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Now, let's see on this Friday if we can find our friend Marie, the Queen of Health. No doubt helping some customer right now, but let's see if we can drag her to the phone just for a moment. She's got some great gift ideas for the right person on your list, whether it's a a stocking stuffer or the body oils or soaps or natural skincare products, or maybe you're... Folks, joining us on the line right now, as luck would have it, is heavy as the head that wears the crown. It is the Queen of Health at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Good afternoon and happy Friday, Marie. Good afternoon and happy Friday to you, John. Marie, this afternoon and tomorrow, you're going to have shoppers coming in. They're looking for suggestions for stocking stuffers, for gifts for people at their workplace, for family and friends. What are some of the things that you may steer them towards? Well, if someone would like some nice teas, or if they are into taking a nice bath, we do have some salts for that. We have some really nice soaps and really nice lotions. Some people are really into the stones and crystals and Mm. even like the oracle cards. We have those as well. So a lot of nice things that can go together 
um, as nice packages. Folks, again, we're speaking with our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, also this time of year, cold weather. People are maybe pull a muscle hanging up Christmas decorations or maybe somebody hurt their back dragging that tree down from the attic or in from the store. I'm willing to bet you have some hemp and CBD products that could help that. We do have topical and oral um, and also we have them in liquid and we also have them in soft gels that people can take if they have pain and we have it in gummies as well. So we do have a number of different um, CBD options. We also have some homeopathic options, you know, for strained muscles as well and some curcumin or turmeric that can also be anti-inflammatory. So a number of choices depending on, you know, what their needs are. And folks, for the person on your list, whether it's a stocking stuff or what have you, Marie has a beautiful selection, natural skincare, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soaps. Marie, what's your maybe a product that people aren't familiar with? Each week, I'd like if you give us just a different product that you'd like to introduce people to. What's this week's new item? Not so much a new item, well, something that's been around for, for a long time, but something that I think is really important, and that is the balancing the pH of the body. We have something called cell power. Um, so just drops that you put in your water every day, you know, your multiple bottles of water per day, and it helps to alkalize the, the whole body. And disease lives in acid it doesn't live in alkaline so which is why we use soap on our skin because it's alkalizing so cell power would be one of the things that i would highly recommend especially this time of year folks again it's marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland on this sunny friday marie what are your hours for the remaining part of today and what are your hours tomorrow We'll be here till 530 tonight and tomorrow from nine to four you are the queen of health keep up the good work and we'll talk to you next week Thank you, John. Have a good weekend. All right, folks, there it is. Maria, It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, I just received an email. How do you know Trump did not try to get the Marine? Well, I'm not, I'm not accepting the question in that manner. How do you know Trump did not try to get the Marine? Well, if he did, then they tried and failed. I was under the impression we had... A strong relationship at that time with Putin. So my question is, why wasn't that relationship utilized to get the Marine? How do you know Trump did not try to get the Marine? Well, let's deal with what we do know. We do know that he and Pompeo were unsuccessful in trying to get the Marine. Now, it's very possible. Maybe they said no. We did not want to swap, and that's fair. However, however, right now, for people to be saying, how is this possible that Biden, that we're allowing this former Marine from Canada who has four citizenships, how are we allowing him to be over there? Well, my, all I'm pointing out is he didn't get captured when Biden was president. He got captured, but the last, there's a lot we don't know. There's a lot that we don't know. So I don't accept the question in that manner. What we know is any efforts from the last administration to this administration have been unsuccessful. Folks, it's John DiPietro. I want you to stay warm this Friday. Enjoy this weekend. Check out the website, dipietro.com, and stay tuned. For, great job by JR. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. WNRI, one socket.